Welcome to another edition of the Smiles Mentoring Podcast. Today, Inga and I are joined by Lisa Taylor, one of our lecturers here at UEL. Today, we'll get an insight into Lisa's story as she's been a student at UEL and she's one of our most favourable lecturers now. Lisa, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. How are you? Oh, I'm really well. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Dan. You are most welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long you've been at UEL and your role within UEL? Okay. Um, yes, goodness. Um, I first um, entered UEL in 2013. Um, I was a student on the New Beginnings course. Uh, so I feel like I've, I've been sort of at UEL for a long time now, but um, actually working at UEL... Uh, since 2018, where I was a graduate teaching assistant in a voluntary position. Um, in 2018, and towards the end, I was a HPL, which is an hourly paid lecturer. Uh, and then in 2019, I became a full-time lecturer in the education and early childhood studies department um, in the School of Education and Communities. Wow, Lisa, that... Hi, Lisa. Hi, Inga. Uh, th this is amazing to hear like every time when I when I hear something from you I can so relate you know I'm exactly now in that position I'm volunteering in teaching assistant position trying yeah. to get somewhere and it's good to know you know these kind of little steps absolutely absolutely uh, if I hadn't have had the opportunity to be a graduate teaching assistant I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now if I hadn't had lecturers that supported that and gave me the opportunity to come back and learn um, in that position, I wouldn't have had the experience I have now. So I'm forever grateful for, you know, the, the, the plethora of wonderful lecturers I had when I was at UEL, um, because um, I did my undergraduate degree there from 2014 uh, to 2017 in education and psychology. And I had a fabulous time as a student at UEL. Uh, I remember this. I remember when I started, when I first came, my first day in university, and I saw you typing your master's degree. I think you were finishing your dissertation in front of us still. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> that was my first memory. You, you're just so busy always, but you manage everything, everything what, what you just managed to do. So, so Lisa, when you became a student at UEL, what was your intention? What was your goals? In all honesty, um, I didn't really know, if I'm honest. Um, I had this kind of, this idea of becoming an educational psychologist, but it was sort of so way out there that it was just something I think that just popped into the top of my head. I had no real idea about what it took to get there. Um, so, I mean, I think for me, be, becoming a student and being a student was, was an eye-opening journey. Um, and it was a journey and it was an amazing journey. It was a process um, and sometimes it's difficult, but I think it was just, I think when you go to university, I think you get more than just a degree. Mm. You know, I think you learn much more, so much more, not just about the world and about the subject and uh, the subjects and the module content, but about yourself and about your actual thoughts and what you really think about things. So I think it's, it's incredibly sort of, it can be incredibly empowering for the student. Uh, I totally agree. And since I've been at UEL, I, I think I've changed my career like three different times at the moment. I really want to become like a lecturer. Um, but do you feel you've got a lot more to achieve or do you feel that you've achieved what you wanted to? Oh, no, I, I think there's always more to achieve. Um, I think there's always more to do. Life doesn't stop. You know, life is fluid. fluid. It's not stagnant. Um, and I'm really glad it's that way. Um, yeah, I think just just very quickly going back to the previous question, um, 
you know, that, that idea of knowing exactly what you want to do. It's great if you know that, but sometimes it's by doing things um, is how we learn we don't want to do it. So as soon as I started my course, I, I realized early on that, you know, I loved education. It grabbed me. It was something yeah. I wanted to do. And for the first time in my life thought, oh, I'd like, I'd like to be a lecturer, you know? Yeah. I'd sort of said it as a throwaway comment to, to my New Beginnings um, lecturer, Graham Robertson, when, when I was doing that course. So, sort of, yeah, I'm going to be a lecturer here one day. And he sort of laughed at me. We, we do laugh about that now because I didn't actually ever think it would become true. No, I, I totally relate to that. Since I've been, um, like I say, a student, I, I wanted to do something different. Now I really want, I love education. I love like, how you lecturers work. And I really want to get involved in lecturing myself. So is there any sort of advice you can give students like me that want to follow similar paths to yourself? I think that, yeah, I think get involved, become involved, be engaged with not just your courses, but what's available, um, you know, externally at the university as well. We have so many different um you know, seminars and, and people sort of coming in and, and doing talks. And we have, we have, you know, amazing lecturers who, who are researching in wonderful areas. So we have yeah. all this, this wonderful information that's available that, you know, if you become engaged and you go and, and you sort of go to these meetings, go to these seminars, you know, you make contacts, you meet people, you're networking. And at the same time, you're learning. So I think it, it's really about getting involved. It's really about really immersing yourself into the process, into becoming that student, not the not the sort of uh, media portrayal of a student, you know, that student that, you know, is really, you know, sort of tra the, the transformational sort of possibilities that, that can happen for a student in, in, in that learning environment. Do you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And one thing I would say is, the lecturers are really accommodating in working with students as well. Like you're saying, getting involved, they really give us the opportunity to collaborate and get involved. That's really good about you, El. Um, yeah, well, I think I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's something that, you know, I know I definitely want to do more of, as you know, yeah. Darren. Um, I actually worked with, we worked together, yeah. um, you know, with, with another lecturer and another student from UEL. Um, in a recent conference, a recent international academic conference, and it was fantastic. So to do that co-collaborative co work um, and to really sort of um, really work within the Frarian principles of education, which is something yeah. that I really, really agree, agree with, that Frarian lens, that dialectic, that, that sort of, you know, that, that importance of mutual respect. You know, I may be the, the lecturer in the room, but everybody in that room has something to bring. Everybody has experiences, their yeah. different backgrounds, cultures, ethnicities, all this different experience that, that, you know, I have to learn from them. So it can be a really great mutual exchange. So I think just, yeah, just um, become involved, get to know your peers, get to know your lecturers, see what's available and, and immerse yourself in, in, in your studies. You know, it's, um, they can actually be fun. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Lisa, that, that I think the things happen as well with Smiles Project. You know, once we heard about the Smiles Project, I just decided to get involved and it's been amazing. I have never thought about mentoring before and it has been something really I enjoy. And, you know, you can help other students, new students, when you know you have been through the same experiences. And, and yeah. Well, absolutely, because I think... Um... You know, going back to, obviously, I am a lecturer at the university and then you're a graduate student. 
And in the past year, you've been a wonderful student representative who's um, been wonderfully supportive to your students. So I think the transition into this role is very natural um, and I think it suits oh, you perfectly. Oh, you've been always so good to me. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so the past year, this and the pandemic has led to online learning, which has been difficult for many. How, how has it been for you as a lecturer? Do you think it has kind of aided or hindered learning and teaching for everyone? Well, that's quite a big question, so I'm going to think about that in parts. Um, okay, I think, I think simply, you know, we all did what we had to do. Um, it suited some students more than others. Um, I don't think it necessarily hindered learning. Um, I think if you want to learn, you will. Uh, and that's been my experience, because at the beginning, I wasn't sure. Um, and obviously, the, there are exceptions to the rule. Uh, but I'm speaking sort of very generalistically that... Mm. You know, I had students that, that were very worried last year at the beginning of last year going into their level six, uh, the, the last year of their degree, and this was going to be completely online. And this was, you know, very different to the beginning of, of their experience. And actually, you know, there were many instances that I had many, I had lots of positive feedback from students saying they really enjoyed uh, the lectures. It was great for, for some people for childcare, for instance, that, that they, they were at home. So for some people it worked. Uh, for others, not so much. So I think, I think we all did what we had to do. And I think everybody was incredibly amazing in, in how we, we transformed that whole idea that literally within a very short space of time, you know, that learning was just put online and it was continued. Um, and I know we all worked incredibly hard to make sure that that, that student experience was still there in some form, um, which I know we, we tried incredibly hard to, to achieve. For, for me, I was just solely online and I, it, everybody at UEL was incredibly amazing, lecturers included, and I really enjoyed the experience. But for the new cohort, they might be slightly overwhelmed with not knowing what's going to happen. So what would you say to them students to help them stay um, focused and motivated when they begin? Um. I think you, you, we, we just at the moment things are quite uncertain and, and we've been living with this for quite a while and I think we just have to take things as they come, know that life does continue, know that we, we can carry on um, and sort of have fun, dive in, join in. You know, as I said earlier, it's about the whole journey. It's not just about the, the degree classification at the end. You know, the grade does not wholly define you. Yeah. You, you know, a student is more than just their grades. They are so much more. Um, so I think, you know, just just be kind to yourselves, but, but join in, you know, find those people that, that are like-minded, that you can, yeah. you know, have, go, go through this journey with. Create those sort of friendships that, you know, can actually last a lifetime because it's, it's a very, it's a small bubble. There's only a few people at that moment in time who completely understand what you're going through. So you have lots of people within your life, your friends, your family who love you that it's great but you know unless they've been through that experience sometimes don't completely understand yeah. and particularly you know on subject and topic and, and that type of area so I think it's really important to make those connections um you know within your course within your your cohort you know, seek people out say hello um you know go to go to things go to it virtually or, or in person you know whatever you can do join in go go meet people yeah. I think I it's agree. the best advice I can give. No, I agree. Student life for me is amazing, making connections with lecturers 
and peers, you know, it really is amazing. But relating to when you was a student, did you have anything like mentoring or anybody advising you, supporting you other than lecturers? And if so, yes. like, what were the benefits of that, Lisa? Okay, yeah, I did at level four. So when I started my undergraduate degree, I was given a mentor from level six. Um, Diane, she was very good. She, she was um, a fantastic student. And she gave me some really good tips of, of things to do, things to look for, um, what I should be thinking about and where to go, which was really important. And sort of having that inside information was very important. And my apologies. Um, at that point so I, I think yeah I think sort of also I, I, I went to see other people at the university we had lots of things put like skill zone and, and all those sorts of stuff yeah. that, that I joined in with. Um, as mentors we really believe it's essential to like support and advise other peers we we like that's what we're all striving for you know just a better a better environment for all students if they need a little bit of support or help. That That's what we're here for. Would you think that's a good benefit? I think that's fabulous. And I think it's fantastic because I do think that students need that pastoral care from each other, that peer support. Yeah. Um, so after after doing that, after having a mentor, I, I myself became a mentor. We had something in UAL at the time called Past Leaders, uh, where the level six is worked with level four um, to help sort of transition them into the university and, and sort of giving them tips. We had sort of meetings where, where we'd meet up and students, it wasn't compulsory, students could, could come if they wanted. And I think that it's something that a lot of students who need to come don't. Um, so I think that it's, it's something that, you know, I wish more students would do because I think it's, it's got so many benefits, so many, and, and, you know, not just for the students, but, you know, for yourselves, because, yeah. I mean, it's helping, it's helping sort of with leadership qualities, it's helping, you know, with sort of, you know, problem posing, lots of, lots of different things, and lots of different, yeah. you know, um, what do I call them? I can't think of the word, skills, lots of different skills that you pick up doing these roles. So I think they're incredibly important because they, they're transferable skills into employment, into future roles that, you know, they all play a part. These are the things that, you know, we, we write on your CV. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, sorry, Dan, go. No, no after you, Inga. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe I absolutely listen to what Lisa's saying and, and it is so true what you get. You, you cannot many things what you get from university once you you know you go for a full-time job or something it's something you have to really appreciate every opportunity you get from university you know you have to appreciate every experience and and things like that you know so it does help you to move my confidence you know i had zero confidence when i started i think university you know and once once you kind of university kind of opens you up it helps you to speak to people to communicate you know it's been very challenging for me myself you know it, it hasn't been that easy journey but it has made me stronger and and exactly like you said, every skill every single thing you take from university it helps you so much it helps you personally develop yourself you know so yeah, that's absolutely, Inga. Because because one thing I will say is one of the one of the joys I get as being a lecturer is seeing the transformation of students. Um, you know, it's I don't think I was always uh, some students' favorite lecturer, uh, but you know, you build those relationships. Those relationships sort of if they're nurtured over time, if you know students trust you and and they know that you're you're there supporting them. 
And I, I think, you know, I look at your journey and, and I think you, you're absolutely amazing. You should be so incredibly proud of all that you've achieved and, and your bravery. Your oh, bravery you. last year to this day still astounds me uh, with what you did. I, it's, it's not my place to discuss it, but I think you're incredibly brave and, you know, um, what you achieved was fantastic. Well, thank you, Liz. You know, you know, you have played big part in it. And I've told you like exactly like almost you have been like informal mentor for me. You know, I just listen to everything you say and, and you kind of encourage students to, I can't even find the word, kind of to open up I don't know speak to to get more from the experience well a student once said to me and I think this is this is really important because a student once said to me Alicia you gave me a voice and I said that's absolute rubbish I didn't give you a voice you always <laughs> had a voice all I do is give, is give students a safe space to use that voice mm. and to recognize that that their voice is important you know and I think that's sort of what, what we have to sort of be aware of and what we have to achieve. Uh, because as I said, you know, students come in with, with a plethora of talents and skills and things that I don't know. You know, I can teach them things that they need to learn on, on a degree, but there's many things I'm sure my students, uh, well, I'm not sure I know that my students teach me. Yeah. That's a good thing with you, EL. Like you mentioned, the safe space, like working with yourself previously and another lecturer, it feels like an incredibly safe space, which allows me to develop and other students and just gives us the confidence just to do what we're doing today and progress in our, in our future paths. So it, it's, you know, it's also sometimes we don't always see the potential in ourselves, uh, you know, dependent on our own backgrounds, our own story, you know, what what's happening in our lives and you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we, we look at our students and you're all just absolutely fantastic. And as lecturers, we, we want you all to achieve your potential and to do your best, you know, because this, this is yours. This is your degree. This can never be taken away from you, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's yours. Exactly. <laughs> so Lisa Darren is halfway through his degree and I have just finished my dissertation. Yeah, it, it has been challenging and I have felt overwhelmed at times. You know, if any of our listeners are in their final year from, from your valuable experience, what advice would you give to those students kind of to keep them motivated, keep them focused on, on the finishing? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think just to be aware that that happens and that's okay. You know, we all get overwhelmed with life at times, you know things happen and sometimes things get a bit much. What we have to make sure that we do is organize our time. You know, our time scheduling is very important. Uh, we have to be kind to ourselves. You know, we have to sort of, you know, make sure that we, we put breaks into our schedules and that we schedule time to work because otherwise, you know, if you wait to, to the last week before you're turning in an assessment, you're going to be really stressed working all, all day, every day, you're not going to produce your best work. You know, if you take time, you, 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 you know, manage your time management, um, you know, and think about being kind to yourself. I always remember, actually, um, sorry, long story, but I always remember and I was um, doing applied child psychology in the psychology department and we were discussing emotions and, and we were talking about children and emotions and things that, that happen. Um, you know, we we're discussing the emotion anger, for instance, and anger you know, if a child displays any type of anger, they can be deemed as naughty. But 
anger is an emotion. It's an, a natural emotion. I think the importance of, of emotions is, is how we manage them, how we yeah. self-regulate, what we do with them. You know, so it's sort of recognizing that, you know, oh, I feel overwhelmed right now and I, I just can't deal with this or whatever right now. So take a break, go and take a break, have a walk, have a coffee. You know, if you reach perceptual overload, take a couple of days break. Just literally, you know, be aware of what needs to be done. Make sure you read your, your, your assessment briefs and your learning outcomes. Uh, incredibly important. Make sure you read your rubric um, and just make sure that you... I can't stress enough time management because it really helps to, to make sure that you have that time to make those little changes that can really make the difference to, you know, grade boundaries within your work. You know, the difference from a 2-2 two, two to a 2-1 or 2-1 to a first. You know, those, those, those little extra, the, the time that you spend, that you can see that, you know, an assessment's been redrafted, re-edited, and, and that it's, you know, the thought is actually cohesive and, and you know, that it, it's... It, it contains lots of clar uh, clarification, you know, it is contextualized. So you think, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, so you think just, yeah, be kind to yourself, um, but just, you know, time management, schedule your work and get it done because that saves so much stress. Exactly. Lisa, I, I completely agree. That is the only thing what made me stress in the university. Once you start to plan your time, you know, once you start even the dissertation, once you start... Yeah. From yep. the start of the year, it's not just on the end of year, you know, you start on time and it's still a stressful. Would you remember <laughs> what I, say was, I did plan, I didn't do everything, all the deadlines, everything, you know, but it's still a stressful. It just, but that's okay, just, that's okay. Yeah. It's not supposed to be, you know, you don't have to always follow, follow it step by, you know, absolute step. Yeah. Basic, it does help. It yeah. gives you, it gives you that kind of outline. It sort of lets you know your timeline of what needs to be done and, and those changes that you can make. So, yeah, I think it's, it's really important, yeah. Well, finally, Lisa, are there any words of inspiration to our fellow cohort <laughs> listeners or new students at UEL? Oh, goodness, I don't know about inspiration. Um, all I can say is that, you know, I've worked incredibly hard. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm in a, an incredibly fortunate position um, you know, I feel incredibly fortunate right now in, in the current climate with what's been going on in the world that, you yeah. know, I have a job and that I have a job that I love. Um, I feel incredibly blessed for that. So I think take time, you know, dive in, do your degree, uh, but just know that, you know, life is fluid, you know, things can change. Um, your degree doesn't define you. It, the, the classification doesn't define you, but you know, dive in and enjoy the degree. See what's there on offer. See what's there on offer at UEL. See all the extras that are available, all the extra opportunities that that sort of you know are offered. Yeah. And you know, grab them with both hands. Um, and for inspiration, you know, you're all inspirations. You have to think of yourself in that way. You know, you, it's inspirational that you you know that you've now you know arrived at university. That you're now a university student. That's inspirational to many people. Yeah. You have to start thinking of yourselves and, and what you want to do to, to inspire others. For me, that's that's teaching. Um, but for others, it, it's many different things. And I think, you know, you have to find your own inspiration somewhere in that. But in the process, in, enjoy the journey. Yeah, well, like for me, yeah, you, all you lecturers are incredibly inspirational. You're so open and honest. Um and you do allow for a safe space for us students at UEL and to work together. So 
Mm. On that note, I'd really like to thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, and we hope that you enjoy your summer break. I'm sure it's very well earned. And <laughs> thank you so much again for joining us today, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you, Inga. This is yes, uh, it's been thank lovely. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, we can't thank you enough. It's been absolutely your time and, and the effort to take part in the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. I think what it you're doing so is wonderful. I can't wait to listen to the others. I'm, I'm really excited to listen to all the others. So now I have a bit of time. I can actually spend some time oh. and do that. So um, I think what you're doing is wonderful. Oh, oh, thank you, Lisa. Nice thank you so much.